On this episode of the Living Magically podcast, we are talking about the air element and also we have a little bit of mindfulness and look at citron. to the Living Magically podcast. I am Dee, your host, and this is episode four. So I just wanted to start the show by saying a huge thank you to everyone that has listened so far, all the feedback I've had so far, and everyone that has shared the podcast into Facebook groups or on Instagram or any other social media. It means so, so much to me because I want you know as many people as possible to know that this is an option for them to listen to and when it's just little old me it's really really hard to let people know so please continue to do so as well because it really does mean everything so I just wanted to say a massive thank you to all of you guys that are listening and sharing and commenting keep that feedback coming to me constructive as well as you know positive I'm happy for constructive criticisms as well um I know that the first sort of two definitely the first two podcasts episodes were a bit shaky um I've kind of like I said last week got a better microphone now so I'm still not perfect but it sounds better I do believe that it did so we are making progress and of course I've never done anything like this before so I am going to make mistakes but I'm just trying my hardest and to know that you guys are listening and that I'm getting support from you guys that makes it all worth it so I just wanted to give you all a gold star and say thank you very much So we are going to be talking about the air element today. Um, If you listened last week, then you'll know that we started the elements with fire. Um, If you're new to the podcast this week, then go back and listen to that episode too. Um, So yeah, we're talking about the air element in terms of living a magical life. So air can be probably, I think, the hardest element to get on board with purely because you can't see it, it's invisible of course, so I find it you know, a harder element to sort of get my head around, but think how important air is. If we had no air, we couldn't breathe, you know, and that, that would be the end of humanity. So it's a really, you know, important um, element. And it's very bearable as well, because you can have the smallest whisper is, a, is you know air but you can also have hurricanes and tornadoes um, you know that can destroy whole towns and cities and things so it's is very um, bearable in the way that it it can come across kind of thing it's also interesting how it works with other elements as well because you have um, air without air there'd be no fire because um, you know, the fire needs the oxygen that's in the air to to breathe itself. So 
air gives life to fire, but it can also blow it out. You know, we blow out our candles and things, so you can blow out fire with air as well. So it can kind of give up, you can give life to fire, but it can also take it away. Um, and then with um, in terms of earth, if you have, you know, these really huge tornadoes and hurricanes, it can actually literally uproot the earth uh, and, you know, move it around and stuff. And earth is pretty solid, so that's... Um, you know, really shows how powerful that air can be. And then, of course, with water, not only does it, um, you know, it can move the water um, in terms of currents and things, um, and of course, storms at sea, it can also work with the water to make clouds. So air is a very you know, interchangeable with all the different elements, work so well with different elements, um, and it's also very variable in itself as well. And like I said, it's important, we need air. Um, air is life. So I'm gonna start off by going through the correspondence. Just like last time, um, there's a lot of information, so don't worry if you don't remember it all, you can just pop over to my blog, um, I always, tell you the blog address at the end of the show and of course in the show notes um, on whatever platform that you're listening to it there'll be a link to my blog where there will be a blog post um, which is entitled air element so you will be able to get it all on there and there's also a free printable page for your book of shadows or however else you record your information if you'd like that too so in terms of correspondence for air the cardinal position is east, and then the pentagram position is upper left. Somebody asked me the other day, um, what's the difference between cardinal position and pentagram position? So um, the cardinal position is just like the traditional kind of, when you're opening and closing a circle, um, you would um, point to those positions, and that's where you're, uh, where you're, um, ultra representation of that element would be. So you'd have your air representation in the east and you'd point to the east. Um, but some people use a pentagram um, and have the, you know, the five points of the pentagram because they represent each element. You'd then have it in that position. And for air, that would be the upper left pentacle. Um, you know, pentacle point. So that is the only reason that we always say it, both of them. The season for, um, for air is spring, and the time is dawn. Signs that are associated with air are Libra, Gemini, and Aquarius. I'm Libra. So um, therefore, air is, is my um, star sign, which is strange because I've always felt more drawn to fire than air. Um, but that is what, it, uh, you know, is what it says. So in terms of the chakra, it's the throat and the third eye. And then the colours that are associated with air are yellow, gold, white, light blue, and pastels. The tarot card suit 
that is corresponding with air is swords. And the planets are Jupiter and Mercury. And then the animals are birds, bats, bees, butterflies, dragonflies. And then in terms of mythical, we have fairies and pegasus. And something else, but I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's S-Y-L-P-H-S. Sylphs? 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 I don't know. If you know, let me know, guys. But it's kind of obvious in terms of the animals that relate to air, because, of course, they all have wings, um, so they can all fly in the air. And then for crystals, we have clear quartz, because, of course, that is um, relates to all of the elements. And then we have smoky quartz. Citron, topaz, lapis lazuli, sodalite, and fluoride. Then when it comes to herbs and incense that correspond with air, we have dandelion, lavender, mint, dill, lemongrass, fennel, vervain, and bluebell. The um, characteristics that are associated with air are intelligent, knowledgeable, communicating, truthful, inspirational, creative, hot and cold, temperamental, changeable and freeing. And then for your outer representation, so if you're wanting to represent air on your altar, then you could use one of these items. A yellow candle, one of the air crystals that I just mentioned, incense sticks or cones, a besom, which is a small broom, a feather, a wand, wind chimes, any wind instrument, a balloon, a bell, or a quill. So that is kind of the um, information I have on terms of correspondence for your um, you know, book of shadows or journals or just general notes that you've been keeping. So now I'm going to talk about the actual connecting with the air element. Especially if you're new to working with the elements, then you need to connect yourself to each element. Um, if you've only just started and started doing fire last week, but I wouldn't advise to do air just yet because you need to have a few weeks between each one to give you time to get, you know, to sort of get yourself into an alignment with the element. Um, but 
when you're ready to then move on to air, then um, this is the information that you'll need. And also, if you have already worked with elements, but you might be feeling that you sort of lack a connection with air, much like me at the moment, then these are some ideas to help you get that connection back. Um, so I'm going to have to do some of these things myself so that I can um, feel myself more connected with the air element. So we have a couple of ideas. Um, the first is similar to before with fire. It's about decorating your altar to um, sort of represent air. Um, so you're sort of honouring air by using lots of decorative items from the list of items that I just went through that all correspond with air. Um, and then you sit at your altar for a few minutes each day and you really think about how important air is and how you feel about air. Um, notice the feeling of it when you breathe in and out in your lungs and think about how has air affected you, you know, over the years. If you live in an area that's very, um, very, um, can't get my words out, if you live in an area where there's a lot of storms, um, you know, maybe hurricanes uh, are very prominent there, or it's, you know, on Tornado Alley, if you lived in America sort of thing, where you're going to get tornadoes all the time, then you might have bad feelings towards air, so then it's about working through those feelings um, and accepting that it's part of Mother Nature and it's, you know, not done, um, not sort of against you personally or anything, it's just part of how nature works um if you live in the uk like i do we are quite blessed and we don't have um we don't have tornadoes or um very many hurricanes or anything i think our biggest hurricane we ever had was back in 1988 so um we probably have you know less um worries when it comes to air in terms of things like that but it's just about connecting and thinking about that element thinking about what it does for you how it lets you breathe you know how it makes makes the whole atmosphere makes the whole planet work um, and how thankful you are for that air and maybe you might want to journal a few bits about it as well because that could be another way um, of connecting with the air element um, alternatively you could take a walk on a breezy day obviously not a massive stormy day because you don't want to get injured or anything but if it's quite breezy and it's quite a strong wind here and there um then you might want to take a walk and stand facing the wind let that wind blow into you and really sort of think about how that feels sometimes it can take your breath away can't it because it's sort of i, I remember you know, i've been walking before in the wind and it just sort of sucks into your face i don't know how else to describe it but it really does make you sort of like gasp because it's like oh yeah you just took your breath away so um yeah really sort of notice how that air feels uh, another way that i love to do actually to connect to air is to sing because the air carries the sound and you also need a good amount of air in your lungs to make your voice come out as a song so it's a really good way to connect with air and it's one of the things that i love to do i can't sing a note i really can't i can't hold a note or anything um i'm very probably tone deaf and people probably think cats are 
having a fight or something when I start singing. But I love it. I just it really lights me up, and I just love to do it. You know, um, one of my favourite ever games to play is SingStar on the PlayStation, um, and I drive my family mad. Um, wanting to play that all the time. I've been playing it for years ever since it first came out. Um, to the point that now everybody's grown up and gone. I've just got Faith left who doesn't like singing. So I've got nobody to play with anymore, which is very sad. But I still like to sing when I'm tidying my room or when I'm in the bath or when I'm just listening to the radio and I like the sound of that song. Or especially when I'm cooking dinner in the kitchen and I annoy everybody by singing along to the songs that are on. So singing is a great way to not only connect with air, but lift up your spirit as well. And another idea, which I'm going to do this, I think, because I hadn't thought of this before until I was looking into ways that we can reconnect with air. And that is to have a go at cloud scrying. Um, so that is when you watch the clouds and you see what shapes you can see and use your intuition to see, to think of what they mean to you. So it's an actual form of divination and I didn't know that. So we all are learning something new as we're doing these shows. Um, so yeah, cloud scrying, I think that would be lovely to do, especially, you know, when it gets a bit warmer. Um, that's something that I'm going to definitely have a go at and I'm going to make sure I have my journal with me so I can note down anything that sort of comes to me and then I can mull it over at a later date. So that's another great way to connect with air. So there's a few ideas there and you can you could do them all if you liked and then you're going to really be connecting with air. You don't have to, just do the ones that you, know, you feel are comfortable for you to do. Um, as a way to connect to that element and then once you connect to the element you can then draw on that um, element when you're doing your magics and when you're um, if you open a, a cast a circle then you can draw on air um, the power of air and it will, it will work with you so that's the point of it so in terms of um, air element magic there's a few things that it's particularly good for so obviously I was talking about the fairies um, or fae as they can be called earlier. Now whether you believe that they exist or not is entirely up to you. Um, everybody is different. Um, I think I might have actually said mythical earlier and I apologise if I offended anybody by that um, because of course for some people they're not mythical, they're very real. It just depends on whether you, uh, you know, what you, what your beliefs are, and whether you've tried to connect with any um, fairies or fae. So, working with the fae is uh, a part of air element magic, and there's also um, storm magic, where you are harnessing the power of storms to um, perform magic, and that's something that's relating to air. Truth spells are very much relating to the air element, as well as divination, and of course wishing spells, because the air can carry those wishes. And then communication spells, because we did say earlier, one of the um, characteristics of air is being able to communicate well. So of course, anything to do with communicating in magic is going to be um, improved if you're bringing air into it and creativity spells are also really good for air elements anything travel related as well 
and memory spells as well. So it's a good selection of spells that are relating, you know, and can be enhanced with the air element. So I hope that you have found that information useful. And if I've forgotten to say anything that you think people need to know, then do let me know. And then I can, um, you know, update people on a different show. Um, or if you disagree with anything I've said, then let me know. Or if you just want to say it was really cool and you've enjoyed it, then also let me know, because it's always nice to know that people are listening and enjoying what they're hearing. Um, next week, we're not doing an element because we're going to be talking about the upcoming Sabbath that we have. But then the week after that, we'll get back to our elements. And I think we'll be doing water um, then. So if you're enjoying the element series, then that's when you'll get your next instalment. Okay, so like we did in the first episode of the podcast, we're going to have a couple of minutes of mindfulness while I play some lovely music. Um, it's really good if you can to try and participate because we know through um, lots of studies that mindfulness is very beneficial and it's a great way to relax yourself and get in tune with your you know surroundings and your emotions and things so if you if it's safe to do so give your um close your eyes take some deep breaths and just try and clear your mind and relax and listen to the music
Wow, that was lovely. A really nice little melody there. And that was um, from Jason Shaw. And it's called Running Waters. And um, there will be a link to the license um, in the show notes as well to show that it was okay to play it today. But I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know your thoughts. It's chime time! Yep, it's that good old chime time again, where today we are going to be talking about citron. Um, citron is the an air crystal, as I was saying earlier, so that works quite nicely. And citron has a special place in my heart, as I recently, well I say recently, I'll say about a month ago now, I bought some tumble stones from eBay. And I got a selection of different ones because I wanted to see, you know, what they were all like. And when they arrived, I was looking at them all, and Citroen really caught my eye. It was like I just wanted to hold it constantly, look at it because it's all sparkly. I just felt such a, um, sort of, like I was being really drawn to it. And since then, um, I've been having it, like, in my hands quite a lot. And whenever somebody says, you know, do you have a favourite crystal? my answer straight away is citron so that is um you know a special little stone for me i think everybody probably has their own favorites you get a kind of vibration and a drawing you know towards certain stones and and for me it's the first time it's ever happened um but it is definitely my little stone um and funnily enough um in terms of correspondence Libra is one of the star signs that corresponds with Citroen um, and as, as um, most people have been listening would know I am a Libran. Um, other star signs that correspond with Citroen are Aries, Leo and Gemini. In terms of planets um, it is Mercury and the Sun and like I just said, its um, element is air. So Citron is um, a member of the quartz family and it's kind of a sort of clear, yellowy, sparkly kind of colour. Um, but there's two different types. So you can get the natural Citron, which is the one I'm now, um, the one that I was just talking about. That's that clear sort of lemony colour or you can get one that has been um, made which is a um, had just was had it in my head and now it's gone again it's a crystal um, I think it's Amphist that has been heat treated and that makes this um, sort of man-made um, citron so in, in terms of, you know, which to have, um, I've read a lot of information um, that's positive about both, actually. Um, personally, I prefer the natural one, but I have read positive things on both, so don't panic if you do have the other one. So the way you can tell is the heat-treated amphiest are a much darker colour, um, much more uh, much more orangey, um, sort of like a dark burnt type orange um, they're the ones that are heat treated amphiasts 
um, and they're called citron. Um, but the, like I said, the natural ones are the clearer lemony colour. And they actually got the name citron um, from Latin. Um, it means lemon. So a little bit of information for you there. If you have a pub cruise coming up. So what can I tell you about citron? Well, it is a very good stone, hence why it's my favourite. Um, it can do quite a few good things, actually. Um, sort of fall under two main categories, I guess. One is um, what it can do for you in terms of your mood and your energies and um, that kind of personal level. And then the other thing that it's very um, good for is prosperity. Um, so both of those are really good for me because I need um, more prosperity in my life and I also need more um, you know mood boosting um, and energy and stuff so that's probably another reason that I was drawn to to the citron stone so I'll break it down um, because I think I might be rambling a little bit so I apologize for that and I shall um, let me see I will start with um, the information I've got about what it can do for your mood. So, it is, um, it can basically, what it can do, with it being a sunstone, is it gives you that warm feeling that you get, if you sit in the sun and you get that warm, those rays and they make you feel kind of joyous. It's got that um, a same effect as the sun does. Um, it, can raise um, your energy and give you more energy. I read actually um, that it's particularly good for people suffering with chronic fatigue syndrome. And I had chronic fatigue syndrome for about seven or eight years. Um, and I'm now like an ex-chronic fatigue sufferer. And I still have a few of the effects that will probably be with me forever. So um, that's another thing that it's you know good for um, in terms of me. It might be another reason that I was drawn to it. So it can help boost your energy levels. And I also read that it can help boost your metabolic, metabolic sorry, rate. Um, and I only just read that today. And I thought, goodness, I'm going to have to cover myself in citron, I think, because I could do a, a good boost to that. It seems to be very, very slow. It can boost your energy and stamina, um, particularly if you meditate with it. And increase your vibrational frequency. It can also be used... To boost your sense of happiness, um, and lift your spirits when you're feeling down. So meditation is really good with this citron for all of that kind of um, mood boosting properties. Some people have said it actually helps them manage their depression by using um, meditating with the citron rather than you know. Um, might, they might have done previously with medications and things so that's a really good um, I'm not suggesting by the way that everyone should throw away their medications or anything that was just something that I was told by somebody recently that I thought was quite interesting 
So um, another thing that Citroen can do is it can help you um, envision your goals and put them into practice. So sometimes it can be hard if you're not even sure what your goals are. Um, you might be thinking, well, it's all very good people saying, you know, manifest what you want. But if you don't know what you want, then how are you going to manifest it? Well, Citroen is meant to be particularly good at helping you realise what it is that you actually want and then helping you have the willpower and the strength to see that through and manifest your dreams or your you know what you want. So that's really positive as well. You can make a crystal elixir um, with citron. So it is safe, a safe crystal to use in water. And then you can put drops of the elixir on your wrists and your neck and that will help energise you and lift your mood. Then in terms of the um, prosperity, it is uh, meant to be something that can attract abundance and um, if you wear it, it's supposed to help you attract abundance. And also, if you wear um, a citron ring, it's supposed to help you have more uh, confidence and be more successful. They, they say that it has a nickname, um, citron, and its nickname is the Merchant Stone, and that is because... It um, can help you with your creativity, imagination, and it can also help you with drawing money and abundance to, your, to you. So therefore, it is a perfect stone for people in business. So in terms of um, abundance, It's good for using in um, spell bottles, like for um, spell jars, that are for attracting abundance and prosperity. Um, it's said that the wealth corner of your home is the furthest left corner of the um, of the entrance, so. If, you're, if you stand in your entrance of your home, the furthest, uh, the left corner, the most left corner that you have that's furthest away from you at that point, is meant to be the wealth corner. And if you place a piece of citron in that corner, then that is said that it will attract a flow of abundance into your life. So that is all of the information that I have on um, citron. I hope that you have found that useful and that I did not ramble too much. I felt I was a bit all over the place today. I don't know why. I'm feeling a bit jittery. So I do apologise. I hope you were able to follow along with what I was saying. And do let me know if you have any further questions or if you have some information about Citroen that I haven't included in today's um, chime time, then do let me know so that I can Im include it in a um, future episode. Um, but we will have another chime time next week. And that brings us to the end of today's show. 
So thank you so, so much for listening to the Living Magically podcast. If you've enjoyed it, then please do show your support by subscribing and sharing on social media. If you want to get in touch, just pop on over to my blog, dsworldofwicca.co.uk, where you will find all of my social links. Also, you can leave me a voice message, which could even appear on the next episode. I always love to hear from you, so make sure that you do get in touch. I hope you have a brilliant week, and I'll speak soon. Blessed be. Yeah.